Shalom, brothers and sisters. Shalom. Today we have a meaningful lesson. Um, today's lesson will be called Anger Management, brothers and sisters. Anger is a natural reaction intended to prepare the body for action. Anger is an emotional state that varies in intensity from what? Mild irritation to intense fury and rage. So if we make an assertive effort to master that, in, that energy constructively <clears throat> to overcome obstacles, it would serve as pivotal to our growth and effectiveness working within the vineyard, brothers and sisters. So by going through these biblical principles in regards to anger and temperament, brothers and sisters, we pray that this will help keep the spirit of anger in subjection. We're going to start at Psalms chapter 7, verse 11. Psalm 7, verse 11. Sorry, take your time, brother. Psalm 7, verse 11. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. So, brothers and sisters, you have sinful anger, you have righteous anger, brothers and sisters. There is a such thing as righteous anger. You express righteous anger by becoming angry at what God is angry at. That's righteous anger, brothers and sisters. We need to show you because there's there's a, a few different, uh, you know, a few different angers. You have something that could be used positively, and you also have something that will lead you to transgression. Can you read that one more time, brother? Psalm 7, verse 11. God judgeth the righteous, and God is angry with the wicked every day. Right, so we should be angry at sin the same way the Most High is angry when he views sin, brothers and sisters. So we wanted to show you that there is a righteous anger. Let's go to Exodus 11 and 4 for further proof of righteous anger. Exodus 11, verse 4. And Moses said, Thus saith the Most High, About midnight will I go out into the midst of Egypt, and all the firstborn in the land of Egypt shall die. From the firstborn of Pharaoh that sitteth upon his throne, even unto the firstborn of the maid servant that is behind the mill, and all the firstborn of the beast. And there shall be a great cry throughout all the land of Egypt, such as there was none like it, nor shall be like it any more. Now, brothers and sisters, this was when we were looking to be delivered from the hand of Pharaoh and the Egyptians. Uh, continue, brother. <clears throat> verse, verse 7. But against any of the children of Israel shall not a dog move his tongue against man or beast, that ye may know how that the Most High doth put a difference between the Egyptians and Israel. So it's crystal, it's a, there's a huge difference, a major difference, brothers and sisters, between Africans and the children of Israel. Major difference, according to the Most High. Continue, brother. Verse 8. And all these thy servants shall come down unto, thee, unto me. And bow down themselves unto me, saying, Get thee out, and all the people that follow thee. And after that will I, will I go out. And he went out from Pharaoh in a great anger. So Moses was angry, brothers and sisters. Moses was acting as a spokesman for the Most High. And he was angry because why? The mistreatment of his people by teaching idolatry, which is a sin. So here he's... he's he, He's showing a righteous anger, brothers and sisters. And we know that what? Moses was one of the most humble men 
The Most High actually chose Moses because he was the most humble. But yet even he got angry. Uh, anger is an emotion that each and every one of us have, you know, have felt before and that will feel again. So today we want to just be able to go over some scripture, some, some doctrine that will be able to keep us, to keep that spirit in subjection before things spiral out of control. Let's go to Exodus 32 and 19. If sin is being perpetrated, godly anger is applicable, brothers and sisters. We're going to Exodus 32. We're going to start at 19 through 24. Exodus 32 verse 19. And it came to pass as soon as he came nigh unto the camp. Now this was Moses on during the time of receiving the law on Mount Sinai. When we were receiving the law. Verse 19. And it came to pass. As soon as he came nigh unto the camp. That he saw the calf. And the dancing. And Moses' anger waxed hot. See, so an- he was angry. His anger waxed hot, brothers and sisters. His anger increased. Righteous anger is a godly reaction to sin or injustice, brothers and sisters. So before we go into the negatives of, um, you know, of anger, we wanted to shed some light on righteous anger. Uh, Continue, brother, please. And Moses' anger waxed hot, and he cast the tables out of his hands and break them beneath the mount. Verse 20, And he took the calf which they had made and burnt it in the fire and ground it into powder and strawed it upon the water and made the children of Israel drink of it. And, And Moses said unto Aaron, What did these people unto thee? That thou hast brought so great a sin upon them. Right. So now he's talking to his brother, Aaron. Verse 22. And Aaron said, let not the anger of my of the most high wax hot. Thou knoweth the people that they are set on mischief. So he started to blame the people. He said, I just did what they wanted me to do. They were selling me, you know, they wanted something to worship. So I just made it. So now he's, you know, now he's making up an excuse, brothers and sisters. Verse 23. For they said unto me. Make us gods, which shall go before us. For as for this Moses, the man that brought us out of the land of Egypt, we want not what is become of him. And I said unto them, Whosoever hath any gold, let them break it off. So they gave it to me. Then I cast it into the fire, and there came out this cow. Right, so brothers and sisters, Moses acted in anger. Righteous anger, of course. A righteous anger is what? Always in control. You don't let the anger control you. If the anger is controlling you, that's sinful anger, brothers and sisters. We should be absolutely disgusted when sin is being perpetuated in our presence. That's righteous. We have to learn how to channel our anger, brothers and sisters, especially for, quote unquote, black people, for the Judeans, for the Benjamites, for the Haitians, for the African-Americans. We are some of the most angry people to walk the earth and, you know. Of course, we have reason to be angry. We've been oppressed. But nevertheless, we are very angry. At the drop of a dime, somebody could give you the worst attitude that, that you've ever heard from our people. So if we learn how to control our anger, brothers and sisters, it will be critical and pivotal, pivotal uh, for your effectiveness working in the vineyard. Uh, let's go to Nehemiah 5 and 6, brother, in the Tanakh. It's right after Ezra, brothers and sisters. Nehemiah 5, verse 6. And I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Right, so here we go again. I was very angry when I heard their cry. 
So, brothers and sisters, there was an injustice being done, of course, right? So, this is a righteous anger. We want to always go into the superlative. We want to go into the, the positive first before we go directly into the negative. Continue, brother. Verse 7. Then I consulted with myself, and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers, and said unto them, Ye exact usury, every one of his brother, and, and I set a great assembly against them. Right. So Nehemiah had some level of indignation because why? Our people was being taxed. Our people was being taxed by the king. Uh, on their own land. So when other nations rule over us, tax is is instituted, brothers and sisters. Before we were under uh, captivity, this never happened. So he was angry that our people were having to borrow money just to pay for their own land. Continue, brother. Verse 8. And I said unto them, We after our ability have redeemed our brethren, the Jews, which was sold, sold unto the heathen. Right. Actually, brother, I just can we jump back to read six and seven one more time? Thank Ver, you. Verse six. And I was very angry when I heard their cry and these words. Then I consulted with myself and I rebuked the nobles and the rulers and said unto them, Ye exact usury, every one of his brother. And I said a great assembly against them. Right. So, brothers and sisters, not all anger is is bad. There is righteous anger that has place. Sometimes righteous anger moves us to action in a healthy way, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you why Nehemiah was angry. Let's go to Deuteronomy 23 and 19 to show you why he was angry and to prove you that this was a righteous anger. The key to righteous anger is that we not allow it to move us into sin. It's when our anger moves us into sin is when it becomes detrimental, brothers and sisters. Deuteronomy 23, verse 19. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother. See, so tax, brothers and sisters, being what you call a loan shark. Okay, listen, I'll let you borrow $100, but I'm going to need 150 back. That's against the law, brothers and sisters, for Israel. Now, just imagine if this world was abiding by those laws right now. How much better off will we be financially? They don't like the Bible. They don't follow the Bible. <laughs> if they were following the Bible, they would have told you who you were. They would also not be taxing you on your income tax. Every dollar you make, they tax it. Every dollar you spend, they tax it. They tax everything, brothers and sisters. And that's against the law. So when Israel's back in charge, there'll be no more of that. And that's why the Bible says that the people rejoice when the righteous rule. They actually rejoice because why? Their life is better. Can you read that one more time, brother? Deuteronomy 23, verse 19. Thou shalt not lend upon usury to thy brother. Usury of money, usury of victuals, usury of anything that is lent upon usury. Right. So this is why Nehemiah was angry, brothers and sisters. We needed to show you that it was a righteous anger. He had indignation because... There was sin being perpetuated. Let's go to James 1 and 19. Now that we've talked about some of the, the righteous anger. Now we'll go into the contrary. Some of the things that may get us in some level of trouble. We're going to James 1 and 19. James 1 verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren... Let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, 
and slow to wrath. Right. So we must think before we act, brothers and sisters. We must force ourselves to analyze the situation and consider the consequences from what you're about to say or what you're about to do. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 19. Wherefore, my beloved brethren, let every man be swift to hear, slow to speak, and slow to wrath. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Right. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Right. So, brothers and sisters, all anger is not forbidden. We've read scriptures to prove you that there's a righteous anger. And the Bible says, it doesn't say, do not be angry. It says, be slow to anger, brothers and sisters. There's a difference in that. The problem with anger is, read, read that last scripture again, brother. Verse 20. For the wrath of man worketh not the righteousness of God. Wherefore, lay apart all filthiness and superfluity. So that, that's, that's good right there, brother. Um, the scriptures say that it worketh not the righteousness of God. So anger, it, what it produces is not of God, brothers and sisters. It's not the anger that's really detrimental. It's what the anger produces, brothers and sisters. There's danger in anger, brothers and sisters. And, you know, it's not that you shouldn't say anything. It says be slow to speak. Not that you should hold it all within and contain it, because if you do that, there's probably going to be residual impact that could result in something even more egregious transpiring that you're ill-equipped to deal with at the time. So it's not to say bottle it all up either, but be slow to speak, brothers and sisters. That's critical. Let's go to Proverbs 14 and 19, brother. Actually, it's going to be 14 and 17. Proverbs 14, verse 17. He, he that is so soon angry dealeth foolishly. Right. So a quick-tempered man acts foolishly, brothers and sisters. And a man of wicked devices is hated. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 17. He that is soon angry dealeth foolishly. And a man of wicked devices is hated. Right. So if you're, if you're quick-tempered, easily angered, brothers and sisters, the Bible says you're a fool. Not all anger is sinful, but we must be careful not to lose control of that anger, brothers and sisters. And if it's, if it's not righteous anger, it needs to be extinguished immediately from each and every one of us. Because why? Our anger can, you know, can do damage. It has the propensity to do a lot of damage, brothers and sisters. When we are hurt... Or when we're angered, we feel like there's been an injustice. A lot of times we say and do things that we later regret. And you can't take it back, brothers and sisters. Now, especially if you're in the truth and you're trying to maybe show something to somebody at some point. This would, this is critical. Because why? You look on YouTube, you see a bunch of Israelites out there and they're angry. They're cussing with the Bible. They're calling, you know, white people derogatory names because they're angry. You will be much more effective in the truth if you take away the anger and add the humility, brothers and sisters. We're going to Proverbs um, 29 and 11. Just a few chapters over, brothers and sisters. You know, there's this saying, you know, that we're stereotyped as angry black people. That's how we stereotype, even on television, even in the media, brothers and sisters. And it's like, even when you have, you know, uh, it, there's merit for you to be angry. Black men are almost scared to be angry now. 
in public because the, people would just be like, yeah, that's the angry black dude. We knew. But we're going to learn to control that, brothers and sisters, and put it in subjection for the, the benefit of our salvation, brothers and sisters. We're going to read verse 11. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in till afterwards. Right, brothers and sisters. The problem with anger is that it may lead us to lose control of our conduct and thrash, brothers and sisters, with foolish words or deeds. The Bible tells you that <clears throat> the Bible tells you that anger starts with your thoughts, with your mind, with your heart. When it says your mind, it's talking about your heart in the Bible. So it starts there, brothers and sisters. Now, self-control is essential for any follower of Christ. It's essential, brothers and sisters. You must mimic that. You must put that into effect. A lot of times, our people become even more angry after they find out who they are because now they realize they've been lied to for, for you know, the entirety of their life. And, you know, that's a natural stage that we go through. That's a natural progression, brothers and sisters. But at some point, you have to leave that behind because if you're dealing in anger, the government isn't worried about you or your teachings or your church because why? They know it's too aggressive to do any damage. Most people are not going to receive that because it's too aggressive. So they're not worried with that at all. That's no threat at all to the government. Now, when you come in humility, you come in love and repentance and patience. That's a problem. And now we're going to have to kill you, probably. <laughs> Same way they did with Christ. If you're being abrasive, they're fine with that. Because majority of the world is not going to come to you and learn because you're abrasive. And that's not the spirit of Christ. Even a non-believer knows that's not the spirit of Christ. Right. So, brother, let's go to... Um, Actually, read that one more time, brother. Proverbs 29, verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in until afterwards. Right, so we must learn to control our thoughts and emotions, brothers and sisters, because harboring sinful thoughts will lead to sinful conduct. So it says, read it one more time, brother, please. Verse 11. A fool uttereth all his mind, but a wise man keepeth it in until afterwards. Keepeth it in until afterwards, after you're no longer angry. That's what this is talking about. It's not that you can't say anything, but don't do it while you're angry. Do not make decisions while you're angry, brothers and sisters, because it's typically going to be the wrong decision because you're not thinking correctly. So wait until after you're, you're no longer angry. You simmer down and you're calm to be able to make an objective choice or, you know, uh, an action, brothers and sisters. Because why? We all have self-control. How do we know? Because you can be with your wife, husband, your friends, your girlfriends, or your boyfriend, and be yelling in a full-fledged, uh, heated discourse. And your boss call on the phone. You're like, hello? Mm -hmm. Right away. <laughs> oh, yeah. What, you need me to work an 18-hour shift? Okay. <laughs> so we know how to control our anger, brothers and sisters. You put your eat my voice on and everything. <laughs> All right? So we do know how to control it, brothers and sisters. We just must be assertive when it comes to controlling that anger, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Ephesians 4.26, brother. Ephesians 4, verse 26. 
Be ye angry and sin not. Right, so confess your anger quickly. That's what this is saying. Continue, brother. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Right, so we must confess our anger quickly, brothers and sisters. Don't let your 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 sin go unconfessed or your anger go unconfessed. Ask God for forgiveness and ask forgiveness from the one who you may be offended or you're angry with. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Neither give place to the devil. Right. So, brothers and sisters, get over it and fast. And if reconciliation is an option, try that too, brothers and sisters. Try that too. Read that one more time, please, brother. From the top? Uh, yes, sir. Verse 26. Be ye angry and sin not. Let not the sun go down upon your wrath. Right. So, brothers and sisters, confess your anger. Do not allow hate, anger, and wrath to fester and then turn into something. That even makes you sick, brothers and sisters. It raises your blood pressure, brothers and sisters. So if you're sick or if you're angry and you're mean and hateful and spiteful, that's going to turn into a sickness, a, a, an actual disease, brothers and sisters. That's what that's going to turn into. So it would be best for us just to ask forgiveness to, to the Most High and possibly to the person who you're in the quarrel with. Because why? The Most High loved that person just like he loved you. Let's go, let's go forward. Let's go to Matthew 5 and 23. Because if reconciliation is possible, we must pursue it. Matthew 5, verse 23 and 24. Matthew 5, verse 23. Therefore, if thou bring thy gift to the altar, and there remember it that thy brother hath ought against thee, leave there thy gift before the altar, and go thy way. First be reconciled to thy brother. And then come and offer thy gift. Right, see? So before you offer something to the Most High, right? You should try to reconcile, you know, reconcile with your brother, your sister that you have a fault with. Because you're not, why? You're not in the right spirit. You're harboring some level of wrath or indignation or bitterness towards somebody. And it's throwing off your whole aura. The Most High don't even want to receive a sacrifice or anything from you if you're dealing in that spirit, brothers and sisters. If you got some hatred in your heart towards your brother or your sister, even if it's merited, that's going to be an issue, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Psalms 30 and 5. Psalms chapter 30, verse 5. Psalms 30, verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Right. Allowed to fester anger dramatically increases opportunity for temptation and for sin. Notice that it said the most high. Read that one more time, please, brother. Verse 5. For his anger endureth but a moment. For a moment, brothers and sisters. See, you cannot let anger consume you. Now, if something happens sporadically and it, it, you know, your anger jumps, that's one thing. But it's something completely different, entirely different to be angry with a person for a long extended period of time. You either correct it or you, you move forward, brothers and sisters. But do not harbor that spirit. Do not fester that spirit of anger, brothers and sisters, because it will culminate. Into something more treacherous. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 5. 
for his anger endureth but a moment, and his favor is life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy cometh in the morning. Right. Right. Verse we're six. We're actually going to go to Proverbs 19 and 11. Proverbs 19, verse 11. The, disc- the discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it, it, it is, is his glory to pass over a transgression. So, brothers and sisters, we have the privilege to overlook a transgression. Somebody may have done something to make you angry, and it may be merited, but it's not, ab- you know, it's not above the scope of reality that you can also just forgive it or not bring it up. You don't actually have to be offended and angry about it. There's nothing that says if somebody says this, you have to be angry no matter what. You actually have the privilege to overlook it and forgive it, even if they didn't ask for forgiveness. Because a lot of times people don't ask for forgiveness. I'll tell them, listen, brother or sister, I forgive you. I love you. Um, We'll talk about this at another time. I don't even want them to. (laughs) I don't need them to come out of their mouth and apologize. I know that you was wrong and I know you don't know what you're doing. That's what Christ said. Forgive them for they know not what they're doing. A lot of people. Especially those who are not in the truth, brothers and sisters, coming, you know, coming to, uh, to to slander you all and attack you verbally, they actually are fighting against the Most High Himself, and they don't know that. So I pray that the Most High have mercy on you for what you're doing. Read that one more time, brother. Proverbs nineteen verse eleven: The discretion of a man deferreth his anger. And it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Right. So, brothers and sisters, we can become long-suffering. You can become long-suffering. You don't have to jump at each and everything. You may be offended, and that's okay. Can you, can you, can you skip over that? Or is your whole relationship with the person now going to be based off that one transgression? That's what we have to do, brothers and sisters. Learn how to hold that and not expose that. Even if you are angry, you don't have to... Engage. It doesn't need to be known. Even if you are angry, it shouldn't. Somebody shouldn't be able to look at your face, and you are scrunched up. You know. Mm-hmm. And that's another thing. You see our brothers today walking down the street, face be balled up. <laughs> you can tell they angry. You don't even know why they angry. They just angry. They young men who are just angry. I was one young man as a teenager who just <laughs> was just angry for no reason, brothers and sisters. We must, you know. We must alleviate this particular spirit, brothers and sisters, anger. And a lot of us have it. A lot of us have it. Everybody who can, you know, anybody who can talk can learn something from the Bible in regards to anger. Even if you don't have an anger problem. The fact is, we always can be better at certain things. Because there are certain things that can be done or said that will cause you to fly off the handle. So these are the principles we're going to use, brothers and sisters, when somebody's trying to entice you or provoke you, because sometimes you'll have that. You'll have the spirit. There's a spirit that somebody may have that wants to get what out of you? They want a reaction. They, 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 that's all they want. They just want a reaction. So they'll throw you all types of fiery darts out there just to see what you react to. And why? That spirit, if you react now, it transitions right into you. Even though you were right, that spirit now jumps into you because you're angry now. Now it's got you. Now it's got both of you, brothers and sisters. So we must be critical and watch our temperament, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? 
Proverbs 19, verse 11. The discretion of a man deferreth his anger, and it is his glory to pass over a transgression. Right. It's your glory to forgive somebody. That should make you feel good because I really should reprove you. But, you know, that's okay. That's okay. That should make you feel better, brothers and sisters. Not to excite your, you know, your anger or indignation against a brother and sister because they're wrong. You actually get more from forgiving somebody when they're wrong and grow from that than to to jump on their head, brothers and sisters. So we're going to go to Proverbs 15 and 1, just a few chapters over. Today we're going to go into the biblical principles for anger management, brothers and sisters. And if we can, you know, if we can uh, apply these particular principles, it will do a world of wonder in each and every one of our lives. Proverbs 15, verse 1. Now, this is conflict resolution, brothers and sisters. What if somebody is coming at you, slandering you, discrediting you, attacking you? What do you do? Verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Read that one more time, brother. A soft answer turneth away wrath. Right. So, calm answers, brothers and sisters, is it works wonders. Because why? Usually, when somebody disrespects you and get loud, what do you do? You disrespect them and get loud back. And see, that's why the Bible is saying, calm, brothers and sisters. Even if somebody do come at you twisted, you react calm to let them know you're in control. You're in control because you're calm. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 1. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Right. Stir up anger, brothers and sisters. So we need to be calm enough to say what's helpful, not something intentionally to hurt somebody. Because usually that's what happens in, a, in an argument. You try to say stuff that's going to hurt each other. Some of the stuff don't have anything to do with what's going on. But you start saying stuff like that. And it's slander versus slander. And that's not the way. That, that gender strife, brothers and sisters. If somebody, uh, you know, come at you wrong maybe disrespect you or discredit you or, you know, calm answers, brothers and sisters. Be calm. Because that shows maybe they'll see that and they'll say, hold on, I need to bring it down a second. Don't meet them in the air, brothers and sisters, because now, listen, when two fools are arguing, the people that are looking on the outside don't know which one the fool is. If you just walk down the street, you see two people just screaming at each other. You don't know which one I'm right or wrong. You don't even care. You're just like two fools and keep walking. So you should be the one that's going to be calm, brothers and sisters, because you're in control. Let's go to actually read that one more time, brother, please. Proverbs 15, verse one. A soft answer turneth away wrath, but grievous words stir up anger. Right. So, brothers and sisters, we're not saying you must drown a person in superlatives. That's not what we're saying. What we're saying is temper your tongue. Because why? Certain things actually lead to more confrontation. As a child, I knew that if I had something to say back to my father or my mother, then they started to talk for an hour. So I need to just be quiet so I can get out of here as soon as I can. Because if you say something, then it opens the door to be attacked, brothers and sisters. So we just got to be calm. That's it, brothers and sisters. We must be calm and aware. Be cognizant of what's transpiring when you feel that anger rising in you, brothers and sisters. Because why? A little leaven leaveneth the whole lump. A little anger can change who you've become. This new woman, this new brother, this follower of Christ, that anger can take you back into it, brothers and sisters. Especially sinful anger. 
sinful anger, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Proverbs 14 and 29. Proverbs is a sensational record, brothers and sisters. I think each and every, exactly, wisdom, brothers and sisters. We each and all should try to read uh, Proverbs. We're going to read Proverbs 14 and 29, brother. Proverbs 14, verse 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. Read that again, brother. Verse 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. While God, while the Most High God is just in his judgment, brothers and sisters, he's also slow in judgment. That's righteous, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. But he that is hasty of spirit exalted folly. No, he need to be. Listen, kill him today. Because you'll have people out there, right? In ancient times, somebody be caught in a sin or something, right? And you'll have people. Now, he need to die right now. Go ahead, shave down the cross right now. I don't even want to go home. He need to be punished right now. That's not of the most high, brothers and sisters. That's not. Because read, read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 29, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalted folly. Right. So the Most High is constantly holding back his anger to leave room for repentance. The Most High purposely does that. So if you want to be angry, then we must mimic the Most High in his anger, mimicking Moses in their anger. Because why? If you don't control the anger, it can lead you to sin. What happened to Moses? His anger caused him not to make it into the land. Because why? He hit the rock twice when the Most High told him to speak to it. He was angry because people were dealing in heresy. They were looking to come against him. So he was angry. But he broke the law. He, you know, he, he transgressed. He hit the rock twice and therefore he didn't make it to the king because he let his anger get the best of him. Sometimes that somebody trying to attack you is actually just the snare. They want you to grab for the cheese. And as soon as you do, it's going to snap on your hand. A lot of times it's just a snare, brothers and sisters. We must be aware, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 29. He that is slow to wrath is of great understanding, but he that is hasty of spirit exalted folly. Right. So he's often delaying guilty judgment to spare uh, those who are lost in the midst, brothers and sisters. That's why he don't exact judgment. That's why he haven't come and destroyed the earth at this time, because he's trying to leave us as his children as much time as possible to come home. I'm giving you a long leash. I want you to come home. He don't just excite judgment on you each and every time, brothers and sisters. That's long suffering. That's something we all should practice, brothers and sisters. <clears throat> Let's um, read that one more time, brother. Verse 29, he that is slow to wrath is of great understanding. Right, so brothers and sisters, this is conflict resolution. You need to develop a long fuse. That's what this is saying. But he that is hasty of spirit exalted folly. Exactly, exactly, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Proverbs 19 and 11. Got a lot of Proverbs today, brothers and sisters. Excuse me, uh, Sirach 28. Or Ecclesiasticus 28. We're going to read verse 1 through 12. Ecclesiasticus 28 verse 1. He that revenges shall find vengeance from the Most High. And he will surely keep his sins and remember it. Right. See, so if you are an angry person who need to get back at somebody, the Most High is going to keep your sins and forgiveness. So you would rather 
if somebody have done you wrong, allow the most high to pay them back because you paying them back is not going to be even a, a scintilla of what the most high can do to pay somebody back. And if you, if you go forward with your vengeance, the most high is not going forward with his. So you got to let, we have to let the most high fight our battles for us. If somebody have done something to you, offended you, or came against you, and they're not covered in the blood, the most high will take care of that, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 1. He that revengeth shall find vengeance from the most high. This is how we avoid conflict, brothers and sisters. Well, how we avoid stirring up anger in brothers and sisters. And he will surely keep his sins in remembrance. Forgive thy neighbor the hurt that he hath done unto thee. So shall thy sins also be forgiven when thou prayest. Just like it says in our prayers, brothers and sisters, if you can't forgive a brother and sister, then you're not going to receive any forgiveness. Now, forgiving somebody doesn't mean put them in a position to hurt you. That's not what it's saying, brothers and sisters. That's not wisdom. You can forgive somebody and not ever give them position to hurt you or do what they've done again. Continue, brother. Verse 3. One man beareth hatred against another, and doeth he and doeth he seek pardon from the Most High. Right, so you can't have hate against your sister or your brother and then ask the Most High to forgive you. Because why? The Most High has forgiven you more than you could ever forgive somebody else. And he was patient with you too. Even though you kept going off, even though I kept going off, he was slow to anger, brothers and sisters. So if something's going on, be patient, brothers and sisters. Be patient. Even if it's something going on with a brother or a sister, be patient as long as you can be patient, brothers and sisters, and see if it's going to work itself out. Talk about it. And if it's not, then now you may have to separate. But still, brothers and sisters, give time for the Lord to work. Don't, as soon as something happens, just fly off. Give it some time to see. Just to see. Because why? If you deal, hast if you deal hastily, the Bible calls you foolish. It's, we don't do tick for tap, brothers and sisters. We don't do that. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 3. One man beareth hatred against another, and doeth he seek pardon from the Most High. He showeth no mercy to a man which is like himself, and doeth he ask forgiveness of his own sins. Right. So this is the spirit we must be in when you're in a situation where anger could materialize. This is the spirit, brothers and sisters. Verse 5. If he that is but flesh nourish hatred, who will entreat for pardon of his sins? Remember thy end, and let enmity cease. Remember corruption and death, and abide in the commandments. Abide in the commandments, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 7. Remember the commandments, and bear no malice to thy neighbor. Remember the covenant of the, the highest, and wink at ignorance. Right. It's because the Bible tell you, when we were in our ignorance, the Most High winked at it. It was some level of entertainment. So when people are doing certain things to you, you have to not take it so seriously, even though they can be wrong. But you don't have to react. That's going to take you outside of your character now. Because if you get led astray through your anger, now the Most High, there's a barrier between you and the Most High. Because even though somebody else was wrong, your anger have you with an evil eye now. And now you can't do the work of the Most High. You can't do any work for the Most High because you're dealing with, uh, you know, an evil eye, the anger. So that's a trick from Satan. He wants you angry so you can't do the work. That's the whole point, brothers and sisters. That will hinder you, people who are actually looking up to you all. 
and you know are, are looking for some level of guidance and counsel not from directly asking you but listening how you handle certain circumstances they are following you they're not just they just you know maybe too shy to come and ask you for your direction but they're watching you brothers and sisters and this will be a stumbling block continue brother verse 8 abstain from strife and thou shalt diminish thy sin. It says abstain from strife. That's quarreling, brothers and sisters. Discourse, arguments. If you can't, listen, let's agree to disagree and leave it there or we're going to have to split up. Because why? Somebody who's trying to antagonize you into anger, you need to be away from those kind of people, brothers and sisters. If you've been slow to anger and tried to resolve it for reconciliation and it, it is not going to resolve, then you must separate yourself. Because Why? It's for your soul's salvation. I'd rather separate from a sister or brother, still love him, than stay, you know, in that bubble and have a hatred for him. So for the sake of that brother and for your soul's salvation or that sister, you need to separate yourself from it because you hearing certain things or this person doing certain things to you will lead you to be angry and do something sinful. So you actually got to look at it before it happens. Analyze it, brothers and sisters. This is chess. It's not checkers. So if you know there's something that can entice you into anger, go the other way. Don't even ponder on it. Because just you pondering on it is going to lead you to be angry. You may not say anything, but your thoughts will be angry. And that's against the Most High, brothers and sisters. So if there's something or someone or a certain uh, topic that makes you angry and gets you riled up, you must see it two, three questions or statements before it even happens and shut it. We all must do that, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. <clears throat> Verse 8. Abstain from strife, and thou shalt diminish thy sins, for a furious man will kindle strife. Right. A furious man wants to argue. He wants confrontation. Continue, brother. Verse 9. A sinful man dis disquieted friends and make it the debate among them that be at peace. See, so a slanderer will do what? He'll come amongst friends or gathering and start sowing, sowing discord, brothers and sisters. They'll come into something where friends are enjoying it, everything's fine, and they'll sow discord. They'll try to get you to go against each other, and then they'll sit back and look at their work. Mm. That's what they do, brothers and sisters. Read that again, brother. Verse 9, a sinful man disquieted friends. And make it the debate among them that be at peace. See, so now you're debating, brothers and sisters. If you're dealing with a slanderer, a slanderer is somebody who will come to you in private right. and try to get you to alter your perception that you have against somebody that you respect. That's a slanderer, brothers and sisters. If somebody private messaging you, well, yeah, I used to be in that, but, uh, uh, you know, I'm not dealing with that no more. Hit me up if you want to know why. <laughs> You're talking, this is slanders, brothers and sisters. Wow. You cannot do that. You don't go to somebody in private and try to alter their perception of somebody they respect. That's slander, brothers and sisters. And we can't deal with that transaction. And I say transaction because why? We can't receive it either. So I must tell you, brother, you know what? I love you, man, but I can't be a part of this. I can't hear this, brother, because I don't want to, or sister, I don't want to hear this because... I don't want to have to feel the type of way. I don't want to pick up your banner yeah. because you have an issue. Now, I must carry that. I can't do it, brother. I can't do it, sister. Continue, brother, please. Verse 10. As the matter of the fire is, 
so it burneth. And as a man's strength is, so is his wrath. And according to his riches, his anger rises. Right. So if you, the more money you have, the more angry you can become. Because why? You have more resources. Your hand stretches forth those who you're angry with. The Bible tells you, you know, somebody's on a different tax bracket than you pretty much. <laughs> Don't get in cause with those people because those people have the finances to destroy you. Continue, brother. Verse 10. As the matter of the fire is, so it burneth. And as a man's strength is, so is his wrath. And according to his riches, his anger riseth. And the stronger they are which contend, the more they will be inflamed. And hasty contention kindleth in fire. Right. Hasty contention, brothers and sisters. Being fast to quarrel. And a hasty fighting sheddeth blood. If thou blow the spark, it shall burn. If thou spit upon it, it shall be quenched. And both these come out of thy mouth. See, brothers and sisters, either you can spark it and ignite it through, you know, not being slow to anger and being content, uh, and, and being not passive, but being aggressive, being, uh, you know, if you if you deal in that spirit, brothers and sisters, you're actually going to ignite the fire as opposed to giving soft word and, you know, sort of quench that fire, brothers and sisters. Because why? Somebody else getting angry? It's only a, a certain amount of time that you're going to allow them to be angry and maybe disrespect you, what you seem like disrespect you or come against you before you get angry. Mm-hmm. So you mind as well just try to calm it down, brothers and sisters, because you'll get angry. Some people, they get themselves angry. Some people will say certain things like, I don't know who she thinks she's talking to because they be trying to get themselves angry. They're getting hyped up in the bedroom. They do it, brothers and sisters. So, you know, we must try to control that particular attribute that we all have. We all have it, brothers and sisters. Um, Can you read? Okay, yeah, actually, we're done with that. We're going to Proverbs 22 and 24. Proverbs 22, verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go. So the Bible tells us not to associate with an angry person unless we learn his ways. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 24. Make no friendship with an angry man. And with a furious man, thou shalt not go. Right. Anger is contagious, brothers and sisters. If you are rounded enough, you may be prone to anger yourself. This is what the Bible is saying, brothers and sisters. Somebody who have an attitude problem or is angry, that's not a person that you want to be dealing with on a day-to-day basis, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 25. Lest thou learn his ways and get a snare to thy soul. Right. So make no friendship with an angry person. Why? Because his anger will be his indictment, brothers and sisters. Associating with, associating with people who practice sin tempts you to sin. That's how it is, brothers and sisters. So we got to be cautious, brothers and sisters. We must take these biblical principles that the Bible is giving us for instruction and we institute it in our lives and watch how much more effective your work for the Most High will actually be. Let's go to Proverbs 15 and 18, brother. Proverbs 15, verse 18. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, 
but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 18. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Right. So if you're slow to anger, brothers and sisters, that will have the fire die down. We must reflect on the reasons for anger, determine exactly why we're angry, separate the act from the perpetrator, because it's not the perpetrator, it's the act that have you angered. Right, brothers and sisters? So we must distinguish between the two. If you can be slow to anger, then you can create opportunity for repentance. Through, through contention, you're going to have a hard time, brothers and sisters. Don't allow anger to rob you of your unity. Don't allow that, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Uh, Verse 18. Yes, sir. Thank you. Verse 18. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Right. So sinful anger should never motivate action, brothers and sisters. You should not be motivated to do something through anger, through sinful anger, brothers and sisters. So if you feel that, that's why you got to pull out. Listen, I'm not even going to deal with that. You know, somebody's talking about you online. You you don't go look at it. (laughs) If you know it's there, don't look at it because that's going to feed your anger. Mm -hmm. That's going to feed your anger. Don't even look at it. If you know that there's something going on or somebody like, oh, yeah, you know, uh, this was going on at the job. They said this about you. Oh, brother, you know what? (laughs) Thank you, brother. But I don't want to, you know what? Thank you for your concern, brother. Thank you for your concern. But I don't want to get into it where I start asking, what what did he say about me? What did she say? Don't do that, brothers and sisters, because now you're going to become angry. You're going to become angry, brothers and sisters. So you must control it at the door when it's something or circumstance that you know is a possibility that it's going to rub you the wrong way. We must stay clear of it entirely. We must stay clear of it. Can you read that uh, Read that one more time, brother? Verse, verse 18. A wrathful man stirreth up strife, but he that is slow to anger appeaseth strife. Right. So strife is argument. Argumentative, brothers and sisters. Don't be argumentative. You know, if you have a conversation with a brother or a sister, you allow them to speak first. Then you say what you have to say, and hopefully you can come to a clear consensus of, of what went wrong. And if not... And nothing that you've done have worked, then you're going to have to separate yourself for a time. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 9, brothers and sisters. The Old Testament, brothers and sisters. Ecclesiastes 7, verse 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Right, so anger is accounted for in the Bible. As being something expressed by a fool many times. When we give in to anger, we lose we lose rational thought. That's what we lose, brothers and sisters. We're not rational. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry, for anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Right. We don't make very good decisions, brothers and sisters, when we're in the spirit of anger. In fact, we make... Very poor choices when we are in the spirit of anger, brothers and sisters. Don't make angry decisions. Allow your anger to calm down, whether it's a day, whether it's a few hours. It's for the best, brothers and sisters. That's what the Bible says. That's what the Bible says, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time? Verse 9. Be not hasty in thy spirit to be angry. 
For anger resteth in the bosom of fools. Right. Anger causes reckless, illogical, and damaging behavior, brothers and sisters. You got to be careful of that spirit of anger. Anger cripples reason, brothers and sisters. It's 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 if if you make decisions while angry, that's tantamount to being physically drunk. Your equilibrium's off. You're not in your correct mind state when you're making certain decisions. So we must refrain from making angry decisions, brothers and sisters. Making decisions while you're angry. Making decisions while you're in your indignation or you have some disdain for whatever it is about. Because why? In that anger, we lose wisdom, brothers and sisters. We lose that. It goes out the door, brothers and sisters, because there's an emotion that's, <laughs> that's overflowing in you right now. Let's go to Proverbs 4 and 4. <clears throat> Proverbs 4, verse 4. He taught me also and said unto me, Let thine heart retain my words. Keep my commandments and live. Right. So don't let anger, uh, excuse me, don't let anger drive your actions, brothers and sisters. Ideally, anger can tell you something is wrong and energize you to do something about it. But it damages our perception, brothers and sisters. Being angry actually cripples your perception. You can't see anything in the, in the, light, in the, in, in the light because you're angry. Can you read that one more time, brother, please? Verse 4, he taught me also and said unto me, let thine heart retain my words, keep my commandments and live. Right. So, brothers and sisters, our, percep our perception is skewed when we're dealing in the spirit of anger. Let us show you what we mean. Let's go to Matthew 7 and 3 to show you how perception can be off. Matthew 7, verse 3. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye? Right. See, when your perception is warped, others, people, other people's sins are mag, uh, maximized or magnified, while ours are minimized. That's what happens when your perception's off. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 3. And why beholdest thou the mote that is in thy brother's eye, but considereth not the beam that is in thine own eye? So our sins are minimized while everybody else's is mag uh, you know, magnified. Our, you know, we don't respond correctly to this imbalance of seeing what they've done is huge. And what you've done, you actually, you don't even want to talk about what you're doing. I just want to talk about how this person wronged me. And I wouldn't have did what I did if this person didn't do it to me. That's where we'll go. Our perception is off, brothers and sisters, when we're angry. I'm sure each and every one of us can remember a time where we got too angry. It's quite embarrassing, too. It's quite embarrassing if you have to go back around those people again. <laughs> let's go to Mark 7. Uh, actually, let's go to Psalms 37. We're going to Psalms 37, and we're going to read verse 8. Psalms 37, verse 8. Cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to do evil. So anger impairs our ability to make wise decisions, brothers and sisters. It's better to wait, do nothing, and ponder on the matter until anger has subsided. Till anger no longer clouds your judgment. We must be slow to anger, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? 
Verse 8, cease from anger and forsake wrath. Fret not thyself in any wise to deep. To do evil. Right. So do nothing until anger is no longer clouding your judgment, brothers and sisters. A lot of people have ruined relationships, friendships, jobs, schooling, all through attitude or not attitude, but anger. All through anger, brothers and sisters, because somebody nobody wants to be around somebody who is a spark plug. I can't even invite you to my mom's house because you may see some pork and start just. You know, <laughs> screaming obscenities. You got an anger problem, brother. You got an anger problem, sister. You one of those people where you know you come around your friends and you got to prep your friends for what's about to come through the door. Yeah, this is a new dude. You know, sometimes he be out there, but he good. He good, though. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, we must control our anger, control our temper, temperament. We must learn how to control it, brothers and sisters. It will be effective for your work. Let's go to Mark 7 and 21. Mark 7, verse 21. For, for from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts. Right. So we must emphasize that to overcome sin, it's vital to recognize that all sin originates in the heart, in the mind, brothers and sisters. Sinful anger is a heart issue. And so we must deal with it on a heart level. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 21. For from within, out of the heart of men, proceed evil thoughts, adulteries, fornications, murders, thefts covetousness, wickedness, deceit, lasciviousness, an evil eye, blasphemy, pride, foolishness. All these evil things come from within and defile the man. See, these things come from within, in the heart, brothers and sisters, in the mind. All of these things, brothers and sisters. A kind person is not harsh or sharp with others. He allows others room to offend and transgress without jumping all over him. A kind person takes interest in others' Thoughts in others, uh, you know, in others, whatever they're dealing with, you know, sometimes people will be going through certain situations and we must be able to take interest in it and ask sensitive questions. That's a way that we could do that, brothers and sisters, to control this. Let's go to Ephesians 4 and 31. Ephesians 4, verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with right. all malice. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with we, all malice. We must put these things away, brothers and sisters. Continue, brother. Verse 32. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted. Forgiving one another, even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. So if you examine this, you see the pattern that Paul isn't only trying to have us refrain from practicing sinful acts. He's looking for us to replace those sinful acts with godly acts. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 31. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. And be ye kind one to another, tenderhearted, 
forgiving one another, as even as God, for Christ's sake, hath forgiven you. Right. So to tame your temper, you must actively engage in the process of replacing bitterness and anger with kindness, brothers and sisters, tenderheartedness and forgiveness. You must actively engage in that, brothers and sisters. Let's go to Colossians 3 and 8. New Testament. Colossians 3, verse 8. But now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 8. But now ye also put off all these, anger, anger, wrath. Wrath, wrath is what? Wrath is sudden outbursts of temper. That's what wrath is. Malice. Malice. Malice is the desire to harm a person either emotionally or physically. Blasphemy. We know what blasphemy is. Filthy communication out of your mouth. Verse 9. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds. Right. So, brothers and sisters, you have different, you have different um, characteristics of anger. You have wrath which is sudden outbursts of temper. You have anger, and anger is almost synonymous with wrath. The only difference is, if there's a nuisance of difference, anger refers to a more settled, collected attitude, as opposed to something that sporadically just happened. So this is more purpose of revenge, orchestrated. That's the difference in anger. Clamor. Clamor is what? It's loud talking. Angry, loud talking, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time from the top, brother? Verse 8. <clears throat> but now ye also put off all these, anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Right. All right, brother. We're going to Proverbs 16 and 32. We've got a few more passages. We're going to close, brothers and sisters. Wanted to take our time with this. 16 and 32, brother. Proverbs 16, verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Read that one more time, brother. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Long-suffering, brothers and sisters. That's what we must practice. Long-suffering. Not looking to jump on somebody as soon as something transpires that is unfavorable. Verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. Self-restraint in the face of provocation, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth his spirit than he that taketh the city. Right. See, so controlling your anger is a power. It's a superpower, brothers and sisters. If we're too quick to rush to judgment, don't allow, you know, place of repentance. That's an issue, brothers and sisters. We run the risk of becoming angry in a sinful manner. And, you know, and we speak hastily. So we got to be careful of that, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 32. He that is slow to anger is better than the mighty. And he that ruleth the spirit than he that taketh the city. Right. So somebody with dominion and physical strength, you're better than that if you can control your anger, control your spirit, brothers and sisters. Because Satan will use your anger. He will use it. Let's go to Numbers 14 and 22. Numbers 14, <clears throat> verse 22. This is long-suffering, brothers and sisters. The Most High said he wants us to be long-suffering. Let's see. 
because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness and have tempted me now these ten times and have not hearkened to my voice. Tempted me ten times and didn't listen to my voice to show you that it was long suffering because he allowed it to be ten times. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 22. Because all those men which have seen my glory and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice. So our people tempted the Most High over and over and over and over again, brothers and sisters. And the Most High dealt patiently with us. Should we not try to exercise that same thing? Let's go to Romans 9.22 to show you further. Of the Most High practicing long suffering. Romans 9 and 22. Romans 9, verse 22. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? Right, so the Most High could have paid us back already. He has been patient, he's been long suffering, even though we've been flat out wrong. You can still be long-suffering and slow to anger when somebody's completely wrong, brothers and sisters. That's actually when you gain strength. You actually level up right there. Because you really would have been, you know, you would have been, nobody would have blamed you for reacting or being angry in certain circumstances, but you didn't. That's how, you know, we self-examine ourselves and try to be become better, to, to try to become more whole, to try to become that perfect bride for Christ. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 22. What if God, willing to show his wrath and to make his power known, endured with much long suffering the vessels of wrath fitted to destruction? Right. <clears throat> We're going to Psalm 78 and 38, brothers and sisters. Psalm 78 and 38. Psalm 78, verse 38. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 38. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yeah, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. See, godly anger is always under control of the one expressing the anger, brothers and sisters, rather than the anger taking control of them. So the Most High many times turned away his wrath. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 38. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yeah, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Right, see? So even when we did get punished, it wasn't with the full wrath, brothers and sisters. So this is long-suffering, brothers and sisters. This is righteous. This is equitable, brothers and sisters. Full of compassion, forgiving iniquity, forgive somebody if they repent. Even if they don't repent, you can still forgive them, brothers and sisters. Let read that one more time, brother, before we move on. Verse thirty-eight. But he, being full of compassion, forgave their iniquity and destroyed them not. Yeah, many a time turned he his anger away and did not stir up all his wrath. Right. So we can practice this, brothers and sisters. Even when somebody is attacking you, there's been plenty of times I, I've been attacked on numerous occasions, and I, I don't, I'm not going to go back and forth with somebody. 
I'll just, you just attack me or whatever, and I'll do the work. That's what I'll do. So, you know, you don't have to respond to every attack. And not if you don't, and it's not like if you don't respond, you're soft or, it's not about that, brothers and sisters. Don't give your attention to somebody who doesn't deserve it. Because that's all they want. They just want some attention. They just want you to look at them. That's all. They just want you to pay attention. Don't even look over there, brothers and sisters. We're going to show you. Let's go to Ecclesiastes 7 and 21. Ecclesiastes 7 verse 21. Also take no heed unto all words that are spoken. Lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. Right. So if you listen to everything that everybody say about everything, brothers and sisters, in, you're inevitably on a crash course to confrontation. Because why? You you want to hear everything that every what do you say about me? What what do you say? Brothers and sisters, don't chase that down. Don't chase that down, brothers and sisters. Let that go. If it's not right there in front of you, then listen, don't go inquire how somebody <laughs> try to dis you know, discredit you. Because that's just gonna make you angry. Now if it comes up and you hear it, but you shouldn't ask for that. You shouldn't go looking for that, brothers and sisters. A lot of times I'll hear stuff going on, I'll see stuff going on, and I won't even pay any attention. I go on about my day like it had nothing to do with my day, because it doesn't. So you don't have to act out, brothers and sisters. You could flat out ignore people. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 21. Also take no heed unto all words that are spoken, lest thou hear thy servant curse thee. Right, so we don't need to be attentive to everything that everybody says. The spirit of anger is looking for a response. That's what they're looking for. So forgive me if I seem relatively lethargic. Brothers and sisters, don't feed into that. You continue to do what you're doing, your work, and be righteous. Instead of going back to somebody who's unhappy. Who's just looking to make you feel like them and attack you, make you angry, slander you, discredit you. Whatever goes on when people get angry. Maybe somebody offended you. Brothers and sisters, ignore it. It's not that you're being soft. You just don't have time for it. You just don't have time. Let us show you. Romans 16 and 17. Because what if this becomes a reoccurring theme? It's something going on. And you've come to the brother or the sister. And they just continuously do it. Then what? We're going to Romans 16 and 17, brothers and sisters. Romans 16, verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses. So mark those. Those people who, who cause division and gender strife have come into a place where everybody's fine and everything's good and gender strife. Make divisions. Make debate. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren. Mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned. And avoid them. And avoid them, brothers and sisters. See? If this becomes a reoccurring theme, you need to avoid them, brothers and sisters. Uh, straight out right. You need to avoid them. Because why? If I don't avoid you, I may be enticed to engage you because the things you're saying about me. So in order to not hear it and be enticed to engage, you got to go your separate ways, brothers and sisters. Because why? I'm not going to take my eye off Christ to focus on you. Because that's really what they want. It's like a hitchhiker on the side of the road. You're a truck driver driving to your destination. They're on the side of the road. They want your attention. 
don't even look over there, brothers and sisters. Stay on the path and go to the kingdom. Because why? Remember, Peter, right, started to walk on water, looked away from Christ, and then began to sink. So, brothers and sisters, some people just want to divert you off the path to your destination. So you must avoid them, he or she, brothers and sisters, no matter who it is. Because why? If I have anger in my heart and bitterness in my heart, now I'm in trouble with the Most High. So I'd rather cut you off so I can love you, not wanting anything to happen to you, but not be in your circle. Because I don't want to feel a way about you. That's going to be detrimental to me. It's it's chess. It's not checkers. It's not even about the person. It's about if you begin to feel a way about a brother or sister. That's going to affect you, brothers and sisters. So, you know, I'm of the mindset I'd rather have no relationship than a flawed, sinful, confrontational relationship. Because it's only hurting you, brothers and sisters. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 17. Now I beseech you, brethren, mark them which cause divisions and offenses contrary to the doctrine which ye have learned, and avoid them. Right, so don't feel... Like you must be amongst somebody who's looking to destroy you, brothers and sisters. That's not wisdom. You can forgive somebody and go on about your business, brothers and sisters. The best thing for you to do is leave them alone. Let them deal with themselves, brothers and sisters. If they're doing something, slandering, showing wrath, a sinner, aiming these things towards you, venom and vitriol towards you, leave them alone, brothers and sisters, so they can deal with themselves. That's the best that's the best thing you're going to do because why? We're not going to waste precious time bickering back and forth. As long as you sit there and focus on somebody for one week or two weeks, you just have an attitude with them. You're at home doing fake arguments. Yeah, I'm going to tell them this and I'm going to tell them that. And if she say that, then you know what I'm going to do. <laughs> so now you're wasting time doing fake pre-arguments at the house and not focusing on the most high. And this thing goes on, brothers and sisters. So you might, you, it, it would behoove you to separate yourself for your soul salvation. For your soul salvation, brothers and sisters. Let us show you Matthew 5 and 30. The Bible tells you to do this. If you've been long-suffering, you've come to them on a, a, a multiple occasions, and it seems like they, you know, they just can't get with it, or you just can't get with it, Matthew 5, verse 30. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off. Read that again, brother. Verse 30. And if thy right hand offend thee, cut it off, and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. Right, so if there's a particular person, brothers and sisters, that's going to lead you to sin. Because you're going to be angry with him. Or you're going to be talking or having certain thoughts about him. You need to cut that cut that sister or cut that brother off, brothers and sisters, no matter who it is. If we can't come to a clear consensus of how not for that to happen again, then, brother, you know, I pray that the Most High bless you on your walk. But I'm not on that walk any longer with you. Because why? I, I respect you and I love you and I don't want to feel a way about you. But if I continue, I may feel a way about you because you can't come to a clear consensus and say that how you offended me was wrong. If you can't do that and vice versa, brothers and sisters, if you can't come to a brother 
and you know say I'm sorry I was wrong this is going to be a revolving door brothers and sisters can you read that one more time brother verse 30 and if thy right hand offend thee cut it off and cast it from thee so if you're if there's somebody or something in your life that's going to cause you to sin you must separate from it no matter how much you love them or or whatever because why once you have that feeling in your heart that you feel an evil way about your brother or sister now you're in trouble now you're in trouble. So it's best to not feel so strongly about a person than to fall into that snare. Because why? Let somebody talk about you behind your back or whatever it is that they're doing. They do it behind your back because why? You're walking forward. And they're standing behind you talking about you. Let it go, brothers and sisters. You don't have time to attend to each and every person or thing that somebody has to say about you, especially if you're doing the work. Because why? Personally, if you're doing the work, you don't have time to examine other people or, or go against them or be angry or talk about people. You don't have any time for that. Because why? You're doing the work, brothers and sisters. Let's show you that the Bible prophesied that this type of thing would start to transpire in society. We're going to Matthew 24 and 12. Matthew 24, verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. See, so in these days, in these times, especially amongst Israel, because this was talking to Israel here. Read it one more time, brother. Verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound, the love of many shall wax cold. Right, because iniquity shall abound. How is iniquity iniquity bound? Well, if you don't repent when you're wrong, that sin just stays in the air. And because of that, because there's no uh, because there's no repentance now, love have waxed. Relationships would become contentious. The Bible says that because why? Nobody says they're wrong anymore. When's the last time you literally had somebody come to you and say, you know what? I was dead wrong on that. I'm sorry. I've seen my error, especially in this day and age of Facebook and online. Right. You see people just cussing each other out, never seen each other before. Imagine somebody coming back on there and saying, you know what? I was wrong about that, brother. I'm sorry. You almost can't find that. I've never seen it, brothers and sisters. So that's part of the problem is that when we are wrong, we don't apologize. We don't ask for forgiveness, brothers and sisters. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 12. And because iniquity shall abound... The love of many shall wax cold. Right. Let's go to James 5 and 16. James 5 verse 16. Confess your faults one to another. This is pivotal criteria. uh, Pivotal criteria. If we want to abolish this spirit of division and variance, brothers and sisters. Verse 16. Confess your faults one to another and pray one for another that ye may be healed. The effectual fervent prayer of righteous of righteous man availeth much. Right. So, brothers and sisters, don't be don't hinder yourself from growing and being healed because you won't say you were wrong, brothers and sisters. If you're wrong, admit to that, brothers and sisters, so you and your brother or your sister can get past that and go forward. Because that's the problem in society. If somebody just think about 
the biggest arguments and things that you've got into? What if that person came and just apologized to you? It would be over, right? You would forgive everything if they just acknowledged it. But the fact that you don't acknowledge it is what leads somebody to believe that they need to separate from you because you don't even see what you're doing. So, brothers and sisters, we must acknowledge our fault. If discussion happened or dialogue happened in which we were wrong, we must, as men and women of God, we must put that on the table and apologize to our brother or sister. Let's go to Luke 17. Got a few more passages, brothers and sisters. We're going to read uh, verse 3 and 4, please. Luke 17, verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. If, and if he repent, forgive him. Right. So if your brother trespass against you or your sister, rebuke him. Reprove him. Let him know respectfully and in the spirit of meekness and humility. But what, what does it say, brother? And, re, and if he repent, forgive him. Right. So if he apologize, forgive him, brothers and sisters. Because some people be so angry that they really don't even want an apology. They want to be angry. And if you apologize too quick, that really throws them off. Because they was planning on being angry for another few weeks. And then you just came and just pulled it, you know. Just like when you're in a relationship. You, you prepared for it to be a tug of war, right. And that person just comes and say, you know what, I was wrong. You're like, that? what? Ah, I had the whole argument ready for this. <laughs> right? So, brothers and sisters, we must be aware. Read that one more time, brother, please. Verse 3. Take heed to yourselves. If thy brother trespass against thee, rebuke him. And if he repent, forgive him. Reconciliation, brothers and sisters. Continue. Verse 4. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day, and seven times in a day turn again to thee, saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. Right. So if somebody come to you and ask for forgiveness, brothers and sisters, and admit they're wrong, you as a follower of Christ are... You must receive it. You must receive it. If it's genuine, if it's genuine, brothers and sisters, you must receive it genuinely. That's how it works, brothers and sisters. If, but if they don't, then that makes it a little bit hard on you. You can still forgive them, but you're probably going to want to shelter yourself and protect yourself around that particular person. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 4. And if he trespass against thee seven times in a day... And seven times in a day turn again to, to be in saying, I repent, thou shalt forgive him. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. We got five more scriptures. I know I said six before. So sloppy. Uh, let's go to First John chapter 2. We're going to read verse uh, 9 to 11. First John 2 verse 9. He that saith he is a, he is the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even unto now. Right. This is the measurement of who's righteous, brothers and sisters. No matter how much knowledge you have or how many precepts you have or know, if you're doing this, you're in the dark. Read that one more time, brother. Verse 9. He that saith he is in the light, and hateth his brother, is in darkness even unto now. He that loveth his brother, brother abideth in light, and there is none occasion of stumbling in him. But he that hateth his brother is in darkness, and walketh in darkness, and knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Right, so if you're backbiting your sister or your brother, slandering them, right? If you're doing those things, discrediting them, 
hating on them, showing wrath on them, you're in the darkness. It don't matter how long you think you've been in the truth. Yeah. No matter how many precepts you think you know. You're in the dark. You did all of that for no reason because you hate your brother. You hate your sister. And the intent of your heart will be known. The intent of your heart will be known, brothers and sisters. Because a lot of times when somebody hates you or have an anger for you, they come humbly. They don't just say, oh, I got a problem, this, that. Nah, that's not how they're going to come. They're going to come say, brother or sister, you know, you're deep. You are deep. But, you know, this is going on and this is going on and that's going on and this is going on. They're going to come humble. They're going to come meek because they don't want you to be defensive when you, when, you know, when they break this thing out on you. So they're going to come humbly, brothers and sisters, the meekest that you've probably ever seen. But it's going to be venom right behind that. Brother, read uh, that last scripture again. Verse 11. <clears throat> but he that hateth his brother is in darkness and walketh in darkness. And knoweth not whither he goeth, because that darkness hath blinded his eyes. Right. Blinded his eyes. Because why? Now, because his eye is blinded, or he, he, you know, his eyes are dark. Now, anything that a sister or a brother do, he, he or she can't see anything significant or righteous about it. No matter what it is. Because why? They've already been taken in that spirit of anger, of malice, of bitterness. So nothing that you do or say is going to change how they feel about you at this time. And that happens too, brothers and sisters, and that's okay. Don't let it affect you. Continue on your work. If you must separate, separate. So you can fight another day. Because you cannot have malice and bitterness in your heart to anyone. And do the work. Effectively. Efficiently. Let's go to 2 Timothy 2.24. Second Timothy 2, verse 24. If you come to work in the vineyard, remember this. And the servant of the Most High must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. Right, so we're not looking to be argumentative, brothers and sisters. If somebody want to argue, listen, brother, you argue with the air. Okay, pardon my back, I'm out of here. I'm heading towards the kingdom, sister. I'm sorry. I can't sit here and exchange unpleasantries with you. I need to do the work. I need to move forward. That's what I need to do. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 24. And the servant of the Most High must not strive, but be gentle unto all men, apt to teach, patient. Right. That's crystal clear, brothers and sisters. We're going to go to Romans 12, 19, and then 1 Corinthians 9. Romans 12, verse 19. Romans 12 and 19. Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Most High. Right. Even when anger is merited, brothers and sisters, if you pay somebody back with your anger, then the Most High won't. So we might as well just let the Most High do it because he can do it on a level that we couldn't even fathom. If you, you know, if you... Use your own anger and venom and slander against a brother and sister. Then now you've now erased the most high's judgment for it. Can you read that one more time, brother? Verse 19. <clears throat> Dearly beloved, avenge not yourselves, but rather give place unto wrath. 
For it is written, vengeance is mine. I will repay, saith the Most High. Right. So, brothers and sisters, even when anger is merited, even when the injustice is towards you, allow the Most High to take it. And allow him, cast your cares upon him. And allow the Most High to deal with it for you. He's your father. You deal with it. Let's go to 1 Corinthians 9.25 and we'll end it at James 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 25. 1 Corinthians 9 and 25. And every man that striveth for the mastery is temperate in all things. Now they do it to obtain a corruptible crown, but we an incorruptible. Right, so if you strive for the mastery, if you strive to make it into the kingdom, brothers and sisters, to work unto perfection, we must be temperate, brothers and sisters. We must, because why? It affects our ability to think reasonably and rationally when we're angry. When we're angry, that's all of us, brothers and sisters. So we must learn how to control that. A lot of times, something will transpire, and then the next day we like, man, I was really tripping. Like, I just couldn't control myself. I've been in situations like that as a young man where I was so angry, I just literally could not. I wanted to explode. I'm sure we've all been there at some point, brothers and sisters. We're going into the biblical principles to be able to keep that spirit in subjection. Our last scripture is James 1 and 12. James 1 verse 12. Blessed is the man that endureth temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life. Which the Most High hath promised to them that love him. Right. So when somebody's looking to antagonize you or entice you or make you angry, whether it be, uh, you know, knowingly or unknowingly, brothers and sisters, you must strive to to stay in in tranquility, brothers and sisters. Don't allow anybody to say something about you. And then that altered your mood for the rest of the day. And that's why you have to be careful with the social sites, because I've seen brothers see something on Facebook and they're angry for the rest of the day off something they saw on Facebook. <laughs> if Facebook can change your mood like that, it, you need to put that down completely. If something you can see on a social site can have you angry all day long, <laughs> something's wrong, brothers and sisters. Something is wrong. And a lot of times people think that they're not responsible for what? For what they do on Facebook. Or Instagram. They'll be typing all types of obscenities and lies about brothers and sisters. Posting stuff. And think, well, that's that's Instagram. That That's what you do on Instagram. You just lie. You just be angry. You just go against people and slander them. You will be responsible for that. No, no matter whether it's online or not, brothers and sisters. Can you read that scripture one more time, brother? James 1, verse 12. Blessed is the man that endured temptation. For when he is tried, he shall receive the crown of life, which the Most High hath promised to them that love him. Right. So, brothers and sisters, these biblical principles, we pray, will prevent the spirit of anger from overtaking you. We want to say, Kwam Yasharala. Kwam Yasharala. Sin no more. Sin no more.